We need to continue to pray for Ernie. Ernie's still having a hard time. And if you haven't caught on by now from all the announcements, like we haven't been very specific about what's happened with Ernie Amante, but Ernie had a stroke. And it happened because of high blood pressure. And it's been um, very difficult on him. Uh, We don't know yet the ramifications uh, completely of what's going to happen with him long term. And so we need to certainly be praying for Ernie and for Christy and ask God to bless them uh, because it's not, it's just not a very good situation. You know, we have hoped all along, of course, that he would just bounce right back from this, but he's at this point not bouncing right back from it. And so we need to be praying for Ernie for sure. And uh, it's just a difficult situation. Um, One of the things we, we do know is that he's had uh, some loss of eyesight and, uh, He's not blind, uh, but he has had some limitation of his eyesight, and it looks as though he probably won't be driving again. And so we need to be uh, certainly praying for our brother. Something else I wanted to mention was that on is that on October 6th, you'll see this in your bulletin, we're going to have a special contribution that Sunday for Peter and for the new church plant. And so I hope that right now, as of today, that you start praying and thinking seriously about what you want to give to the church plant. We, we want to make sure uh, that people don't uh, take away from their regular contributions in order to give to the church plant. This should be above and beyond your regular contribution. But we want very much to support in a significant way what's going on with Peter and the new church plant in Panorama Hills. So I hope that you are preparing for that. It will happen on October 6th that special church, uh, special contribution. And then the last thing I'll mention, this will be definitely the most controversial of the things I say today. We had a meeting on Tuesday night, the elders, myself, worship planning committee. We talked at length about the timing for this service. And something that we are wrestling with is the idea of moving this back. No, forward, back, forward, to 8.45, okay? We're thinking about moving the service to 8.45. This service has gone extremely well, but here's our frustration. We don't have enough time for it. We just can't fit everything in. And we find ourselves constantly rushed, constantly frustrated, constantly going over time, and we just feel like one way that we could handle that would be to, to move it to 8.45. So that's something that we are contemplating. We want you to think... Uh, be thinking about that. If you want to send me a nasty note, I'll take it. But uh, I, like I'm such an, a morning person. If we had a 6.45, I'd be just fine, okay? But 8.45 is what we're kind of thinking about. And things have just gone so well that we're, we're thinking we could do that and, and most people would accommodate that move. So we're hope, hoping that that kind of works, but love to hear from you on that. Michael, you had your finger up as if you had something else to say. Yeah, originally it was going to be October 20th, but then we moved it to October 6th, okay? All right, turn to Romans 7, please. Romans chapter 7. And if you'll notice, of course, we have this new theme for the year, rivers of living water. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within him. And the thing that we didn't put on the banner, maybe we should have, decided to leave it off, is the next... Uh, the first part of the next verse that says, by this, he meant the spirit. 
And so we are focusing on the Holy Spirit as we move into the fall, and that's going to be kind of our theme for a while now. And I want us to read these verses together, Romans chapter 7, and if I get out of the Gospel of John and go into Romans, I'll be way better off. I want us to start with verse 4, and just follow along with me in verse 4 here, and then we're going to have some audience participation for a moment, okay? Verse 4, so my brothers, you also died to the law through the body of Christ, that you might belong to another, to him who raised who, uh, to him who was raised from the dead, in order that we might bear fruit to God. For when we were controlled by the sinful nature, the sinful passions aroused by the law were at work in our bodies, so that we bore fruit for death. But now, by dying to what once bound us, we've been released from the law, so that we serve in the new way of the Spirit, and not in the old way of the written code." Now, for those of you who don't know much about Christianity, these words like law and old written code aren't going to mean a whole lot. But we're talking here about the Old Testament and, in fact, the Mosaic Law. For the Jews, this was the controlling feature of their faith. It dominated their lives. For them to, to maintain the law, to keep the law, was really the whole driving force of their faith. And in Romans chapter 7, Paul says that we as Christians are no longer tied into that old system. We don't live by it any longer. The Mosaic law no longer has the power over us that it once had. Okay? So what I want to do is, on this slide, I want us to see that there are some questions, and then I want us to fill in the blanks. Okay? And I think you can do this relatively easy. Now, if you happen to say something that is further down in my order, I'll just let you know it's further down in my order because I have these in a very specific order, okay? So look at the questions, and you'll actually see that these will kind of flow logically, I think, in line with the way the sentences are worded, okay? But we have been set free, Romans 7, 4 through 6 says, and therefore, number one, number one, I don't know why it does that, it's not supposed to do that. We are set free from, what do you think the first blank says? We are set free from the law, indeed. Law is the next one. Notice now the two is corrected. We are set free from the law. And that's one of the things that Jesus certainly does for us. And it's exciting that I no longer am bound by the law, but now live by grace in Jesus Christ. So if you think to yourself, Christianity is nothing but keeping a bunch of rules. That's one of the things that it is not. In fact, very specifically, it is not just the keeping of rules. We have freedom from that in Jesus Christ. Number two, we are set free from, this is where it gets really hard, we're set free from blank and from the blank blank that are both listed in that passage. And I'll give you a hint. The same word, or at least a part of the same word, is used twice. It's repeated. And so we are set free from, what do you think? Sin. And if we're, also, if we're set free from sin, we are also set free from the sinful nature. Exactly. You guys are so sharp. Thank you, God, for brilliant people. We are set free from the law, and we are set free from sin and the sinful nature. Okay? And then number one, of course... Why does it do this? I have no idea. 
we, in addition to that, sin and the law, in fact, sometimes when I teach this, if I'm at ABC or something and I'm teaching and I'm talking about what Paul had to say about this, I'll say, I'll say law plus sinful nature equals blank. And that's the same thing here. We are set free, not just from sin and the sinful nature, not just set free from the law. We're set free from the punishment of that, which is death. Indeed, we're set free from death. So we're set free from the law. We're set free from sin and sinful nature. We are set free from death. And of course, it's gone back to one, two, three. I could have predicted it. Okay. So God does something powerful through the person of Jesus. And this is what we typically talk about. We typically and rightly focus on the fact that we have received in Jesus salvation. We have been saved from these things. We have been set free from these things. We've been saved from the law, saved from sin, saved from the sinful nature, and we've been saved from death through Jesus Christ. And I am grateful that God has done just exactly that. This morning... I want to illustrate, however, a problem that we have with this. And what I need, first of all, I need my prime example to come up front. Give Brenna Davies an encouraging hand. Brenna, come on down. Here she comes. Perfect. You're looking great. Okay. What we're going to do is we're going to take one of these chairs. I'm going to have you sit in one of these chairs, okay? You can sit right here. And then, unbeknownst to anybody else in the crowd, I need five volunteers. Five volunteers. Oh, I've got one. Come down, young man. Someone else. Want to come? Very good. Come down, Hunter. Come down, Caitlin. Why did I know that, that those who would be volunteering would all be under 18? Okay. Charlotte, you too? Excellent. I need one more. Got to have five. Got to have five. I'm going to pick somebody. Brayden? Come on down, bud. If you're going to come to church here, this is what happens. You never know. Come and join us. You and all of the kids, okay? Here's what's going to happen. You each are going to be given one of these. You get to be, oh, it fits perfectly, sin and sinful nature, okay? You get to be the law. Ooh, Charlotte, you get to be death. Ooh. You get to be Jesus Christ. I'm impressed. And Braden, who's brand new among us, gets to be the Holy Spirit. Okay? Very good. Now, here's what's going to happen. Over here, you're going to find some chains. Okay? You see those chains? What I need is I need for the law. Who's the law? Hunter? The sinful nature. Way to go, Cameron. And I need death. Charlotte? You too. Those three, I want you to grab the chains. Now, they're a little bit heavy, and afterwards, you're going to have to wash your hands because they're a little bit dirty, okay? But I want you to bring them over here. Make sure you don't hurt each other with these, okay? Come over here to this young lady. Yeah, don't leave your shoes behind. Those chains might bang your toe. 
Okay, so here's what's going to happen. I want you guys to very carefully bind Brenna with the chains, okay? But don't hurt her. Be careful. You may have to undo them a little bit. You can do this. Yeah, there we go. Here, this one here is actually kind of separate. There, see that? There, you can just kind of drape this over here, okay? But just don't hurt her. Be careful. There you go. Perfect. Now, wrap that other chain around her, but again, be careful. It's pretty heavy, okay? Charlotte, you look like you might end up being bound by the chain, too. Yeah, there you go. Okay, Charlotte, why don't you come on this side of the chain now? And then we'll have Hunter take it back there behind her. There you go. And then come around front. Okay? And maybe if we put this right here, I think it'll just sit there. Will it just sit there? There we go. Perfect. Now just bring it, just kind of bring it across her lap there, Hunter. Perfect. She's all bound up. Way to go, guys. She can't get away. Now, we're going to do one last thing. Just because of the way these things work, sin and death and all of that, we're going to lock you up. Now you're in trouble. She's kind of nervous. She looks nervous, doesn't she? Yeah. She looks nervous. She should be nervous. We don't know what I'm going to do. Yes. Okay. And... So this, obviously, this shows the, uh, the binding nature of sin and death, the sinful nature, the law. All these things take the person who wants to be free in Jesus Christ and absolutely binds that person up, and so they can't get away. And the fact is, you may not know this, but you really are kind of bound. If you were to try and get up, it wouldn't work very well. I'm not wanting you to try. But if you did, I think the way they have you, you'd be in trouble, okay? However, is she going to be bound forever? No, she's not going to be bound forever. In fact, we have someone here who is specifically, from the beginning of time, appointed to set her free. And so Caitlin is playing the person of Jesus Christ. And Caitlin just happens to have on her sign, on her card, she has a set of keys. Caitlin, what do you think those keys open? Oh, you are exactly right. Why don't you go unlock her lock? And while you're at it, why don't you take off those chains? It really does work, I promise. There you go. Now turn that. It worked. She's free. And so you can take the chains off of her. I'll take the lock. Very good. That one you just have to lift all the way off, I think. There you go. And one more. Maybe from the other side. There you go. Here, I'll help you. Excellent. All right, so she's free. Praise the Lord. Should we give everybody a hand for her being free? Fantastic. Don't go anywhere yet, okay? Now, here is the point. So far, we have 
Death, law, and the sin and the sinful nature have absolutely been defeated. You guys don't know this, but you lose. Okay? Now, you don't have to leave. Okay? You don't have to leave. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. You've been destroyed. He gets it. Okay? It's perfect. He's been destroyed. He's been destroyed by Jesus who sets her free. Okay? So, that's perfect. The sin and sinful nature have been destroyed. But there is a problem. And this is really where we want to go for our fall where we're headed for the rest of the winter. And the problem is simply this. Although she sits here free, she's gone nowhere yet. Life for her at this point consists in staying in a chair. And so often, I think that's where we are in Jesus Christ. There's an awful lot of us who have been set free. We've had our sins forgiven. The chains have been taken away. The lock has been removed. Death has been destroyed. The law and its power over us has been destroyed. Sin and the sinful nature, those are eradicated. Those no longer have to be part of our lives. But so often, after those things have been removed from us, we sit in the chair. Does she look particularly joy-filled to you? No, she doesn't. She looks kind of nervous. She looks kind of pensive. I don't see Brenda up and dancing around in the new life that she has in Jesus. Now, part of that, obviously, is because she's a little bit nervous. But isn't it true? Isn't it true that that's how we often are in Christ? That the freedom that we're supposed to possess in Jesus remains something from which we're freed, and yet we don't grasp all the newness that's there, all the power of the life that's there. And so something else has to be there in our lives that changes everything for us. It's not just a matter that something has been removed. It's in fact a matter of something being given to us that makes all things new. We are also saved for a new life in the Holy Spirit. Not just from sin. We talk about salvation. And I'm so grateful that we do. But we have also been given a new life in the Holy Spirit. Notice what the text says again. It says, but now by dying to what once bound us, we have been released from the law so that we serve in the new way of the Spirit. And that is, in fact, a new life, a new existence that is ours. And she has it. And sometimes we don't even know what we have. And so, Braden, come and release this person. Because the Holy Spirit comes into our lives and there is, in fact, a new power there and something fantastic happens to us in Jesus Christ. This new power to live new life in Him. And so, you may go. In fact, you may go rejoicing. You can go free and happy and powerful able to conquer the things that God enables you to conquer through the presence of his spirit in your life. Thank you very much. Give him a hand, everybody. Thanks, everyone. You can go. You can leave your signs right there on the the, uh, plywood, okay? Thank you very much. Here's what I hope happens for you in the next week. I hope that as you reflect during the next week on what it means for you to be a Christian. And no doubt you'll think at some point during the week, I'm saved in Jesus. 
I want you to think not just about the fact that you receive forgiveness. I want you to think about the fact that you have, in fact, a new existence, a new way to live, a new power over sin, something that allows you to, to transcend the difficulties of life with some vigor, with some joy, with a new source of energy and power that is in you because God has given us not just salvation, but he has given us, in fact, a new way of life, life in the spirit of God. Let's pray. Holy Father, I pray that you would bless us that this can become a reality for us. God, we don't want to just stay where we are. We want to be transformed. We don't want to just be forgiven and have the bad go. We want the new and the positive to come so that we live a new positive life for you. And help us to see that there is this new way of the Spirit that is ours, so much different than the old. Help us to live it this week. Through Jesus we pray. Amen.